1: than Saints signing Brandon Browner. You not supporting Saints Happy Hour. You need to become a patron so you can get access to the best Saints podcast every day. Patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items, and you can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. That's saintshappyhour.com.
2: This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast
0: in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know
2: football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's, it's painful. All right,
1: everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. If it's Wednesday, that means we're on the Spotify Green Room app. You should join us live if you listen to this podcast later on your RSS feed because you're a patron or the free version. Download the Spotify Green Room app. You can join us. We're talking Saints every Wednesday during the football season. Uh, You can interact with us. You can ask questions. You can chat with other Saints fans. It's amazing. You should do it. Uh, Tonight, the Green Green Room is a little bit of a clusterfark. Uh, Andrew, I made him, the host, because I can't see anybody in the room, but they can hear us. It's fine. Andrew? Saints, Giants this week. Uh, I have to say, for me, this week is progressing exactly like the Patriots game, where at the beginning of the week, I was like, eh, I don't know if the Saints should be favored by seven and a half, eight. And then I saw that injury report for the Giants today, and I was like, oh boy, this might, I mean, that injury report for the Giants is long. They're missing their really good linebacker, Martinez. The Saints will be at home. I know the their have,
0: receivers are really banged up. I
1: don't and know, their I secondary, don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, I did. And I, I would say even if the Giants receivers were healthy, like Shepard is pretty good. Galladay is kind of inconsistent maybe. But like unless you're talking about like elite, elite teams – other teams' wide receivers don't scare me because the Saints' secondary is so deep now. We go four deep at corner, Andrew. It's a new world where we're very confident at corner. Yeah, you
0: well, know, they have Desmond Trufant. I, I still can't get over that, that he's on the team and he's inactive. That's how deep they are. That Truf- yeah. Trufant doesn't even play when they're fully healthy. Um, and, and Roby, what did he get, two snaps last week? So yeah, two snaps. Yeah. The, the, the corner situation is, is glorious. And you know, there's a lot of articles <laughs> that you're seeing out there right now that basically say that the, it's gone from a position of weakness to a position of strength, not too dissimilar from linebacker. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know. This is an interesting week in that the saints have been so bad offensively. Uh, every game has been its own kind of story and adventure And now you go into this game against the Giants at home, finally back in the Superdome, and this is a game that we absolutely should win. You look at it on paper, you're like, no way the Saints should lose this game, and yet that's a very cavalier and assumptive position to take if you've been watching this offense. If you've been watching this offense, no game should be easy, no game is a given.
1: No, I'll say this for the, the, the Giants, they are winless and they are bad but they're a cut above Jacksonville and the Jets where the, if the Saints are playing Jacksonville or the Jets, they could play on Sunday and they could even maybe turn the ball over a couple of times and still win the game. Or it might be one score. It could be difficult, but they could turn the ball over a couple of times and still win the game. The Giants, they can't turn the ball over. Like if like Daniel Jones can make some plays, their offenses, their offense and defenses are actually kind of average, like 16 to 18 in the range there. So they're average. I mean, the saints, they have to play probably their B minus game, at least to win the game. Uh, They, it isn't going to be a rollover game. Like uh, the Giants, According to Football Outsiders, they're the best zero three team of the last ten years. So um, they just you know, lost we'll to the Falcons. Yeah, I mean, no, that
0: that's cute did. that Football Outsiders is throwing out a, a statement like that. But yeah. I've watched the Falcons play this year, and they just lost to them seventeen to fourteen. So you know that's great that they yeah. think that they're the third, the best zero uh, three team ever, or whatever. What is it? The last ten years?
2: Yeah.
1: It's one so of like one the of the best
0: might, one of might, the best. Okay, well, the Falcons might be one of the worst one and two teams I've ever seen. So, <laughs> and they just lost to them. So, I don't know. I, that, that's got to be I, the dumbest stat I've ever heard in my life.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing with the Saints is they're going to be home, and, and I'm just I'm just curious to see how they look at home because. In my experience with football, offensive lines look better at home. Offenses, for whatever yeah, oh, reason, no, tends, I mean, no
0: doubt, no doubt,
1: tend to be crisper. No, I mean, you, to know, be you know, you know, you know,
0: you know the reason. You know the reason. I mean, first of all, it's communication. The crowd noise. When you yeah. have crowd noise, and teams are showing blitz, and you communicate who's got who. Uh, you know, it funnels from the top down, but everyone can communicate better because you can shout, I've got this guy, you've yeah. got this guy, and so there's a communication aspect. It's also just hearing the snap count. And you know, pre snap penalties on average, yeah, I think it's on average you get two less pre snap penalties on the at home than you do on the road. So, the you
1: home, know, you, yeah. you
0: might think to yourself, well, two pre snap penalties that's 10 yards, 10 yards is a lot. In a game, a, a ten-yard swing mm. is, is almost probably a three-point swing. That's why I, I think when you handicap these games, teams have a three-point advantage at home. So I think it really comes down mm. to offensive line play more than. Well, anything I mean, else. if you just—I don't think you think about ten. I don't a ten think year. like the, I don't think the skill players are affected that much. Like receivers are still running their routes, corners are still playing the ball. I, I really think it doesn't matter that much to those positions. I think it's offensive and offensive line is where it matters the most. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and you think about it in 10 yards, you're like, ah, oh, it's not that much, but like the difference between the saints facing a third and two at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and you get a false start and it's third and seven, like third and more than six for the saints. is like a death sentence with this offense, right? So you go from third and very manageable to, manageable to you're probably going to punt. So, well, I'm going to
0: stop you right there just because it's an interesting thing to discuss. You know, I I really thought that wouldn't be the case. You know, I really thought that third and six plus was a death sentence while Drew Brees was your quarterback. And I really thought Jameis Winston was going to fix that. You know, the fact that Jameis was your quarterback. All of a sudden you had this arm strength and, and you could convert third and six, third and seven. You know, not not consistently, not easily, but, you know, there were going to be opportunities where, hey, a receiver's open down the field and boom, he, he has the arm talent, he makes that throw. And what I, I think we didn't maybe realize is that we maybe thought this offensive line was much better than it really is because of what Drew Brees did, because of his quick release, because of, you know, all, all the things that he accounted for pre-snap. He made this offensive line maybe look better than it really was. He maybe made these was. Yeah, and, receivers look better than they really were. Well, that was the thing. And, people, and, and people maybe outside in the, in the of off-season. Kamara and Michael Thomas, like maybe outside of Kamara and Michael Thomas, this team really doesn't have any skill position, guys.
1: Yeah. And, and, and you know, uh, in the offseason, people talked about, oh, you know, Jameis, he gives him so much – He gives them more flexibility. They can throw, they can, he can throw deep and it gives them, uh, opens up the offense. And Drew Brees, everything had to be perfect and and his throws. But the thing is with Drew, everything was perfect. And the receivers, he made the, he threw, he was so accurate that eight yard ball that he threw was exactly where it needed to be. And oh, by the way, it's just weird to me that, there is a sizable chunk of Saints fans on my Twitter feed tonight that are like, no, Ralph, actually, that Jameis touchdown pass was a perfectly fine decision. Actually, the two throws against Carolina that got intercepted, those were those were the right decisions. And then I'm like, they're bad decisions. And people are like, Why do you hate Jameis? I'm like, I don't hate Jameis. I'm just saying, like, a bad decision is a bad decision. Like, it's a like. I think Jameis has been okay, considering all the issues they have. Yeah. But, like, he he made some bad decisions. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't... To,
0: to me, the Jameis defense is a little head-scratching. I mean, it, it's – first of all, I, I, I will always say this about football. It starts up front. And the, and the play up front has been horrific the last two weeks. It, it was really good, actually, in week one against the Packers. So, you know, I, I think we're quick to dismiss – how good the saints were up front. They, they, they crushed the Packers in the trenches. So week one was really good. And then the last two weeks, you know, Carolina was an unacceptable level of play. I mean, unacceptable. You Patriots, I, I would say it was lackluster, you know, so we've really kind of seen three very different performances from them, but I don't know that you can expect much out of Jameis when you play that way up front, certainly against Carolina, you can't expect anything. 18 pressures on 24 passes, forget it. There' are no quarterback in the league is no. you know you know. So no. like, I, I think some of the criticism of Jameis is unfounded. And yet, outside of five touchdown passes against Green Bay, and, and look, one of them was basically a handoff to Alvin Kamara. You know, a couple of them were passes to Juwan Johnson were the throws really weren't that good. Jawan Johnson made ridiculous plays. So like, yes, he had five touchdown passes in that game. And that's notable, but Jameis Winston, he hasn't thrown for 150 yards yet. So while I dismiss a lot of it based on the play up front, there's also not much you can really celebrate that he's done yet. You know, he, he, he's made a couple throws, but for the most part, so much pressure has been on his face. And so like, you know we're always quick to want to play the blame game I think first of all it's important for us to remember the Saints are two and one so like let's blame let's blame the entire roster for the fact that they're two and one yeah. that, that's pretty aw- that's pretty awesome you know and, and so like <laughs> considering what they've been up against especially I think it's important to have the proper perspective here that like that's it's as good as it gets considering what they've been up against but Um, I, I am concerned. I am, I'm concerned about the play up front and I'm concerned about Jameis Winston. Um, and so I I think he can go a long way. This is another weird opponent. Like I, I, I'm waiting to play a team like the Atlanta Falcons. Honestly, Ralph, we're like, for example, you look at, uh, Taysom Hill last year and, and he put up some really nice stats in those two Atlanta games. And everyone was quick to dismiss those games because they were like, Atlanta's secondary sucks. They are very quick to dismiss Taysom Hill's performance when he was good in those games. And I just feel like it's kind of been the other way around. Like, Carolina and, and New England are very good defensively. And I actually think the Giants' secondary is pretty good. This is another tough matchup for the Saints offensively on the perimeter. And so I'm just waiting for the saints to play that team where you can dismiss it all you want. But I just think Jameis more than anyone needs a bad secondary that he can roast for 350 yards. Like he needs that game right now. And it's, it's not about like, you know, the easy, easily dismiss, like throw away all that, that secondary sucks. To me, it's about he needs to build confidence because he's only three starts into his career with the Saints. Yeah. He's still learning the offense. He's still learning all this yeah. stuff. And we'll, so like, it would be great to play a bad secondary right now.
1: Yeah, it would be. And here, do we have anybody that wants to talk in the room, Andrew? Let me know about that. But, uh, I was, listening yeah, to I a podcast no, nobody
0: with, yet, but with, feel free to raise your hand.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was listening to a podcast today with Trent Dilfer and, uh, Ryan Rossillo asked him, he's like, you know, we talk about these offensive coordinators that either are great at calling plays or bad at calling plays. And he's like, "What is the difference in the game for an offensive coordinator?" You know, a guy he's like, "If they might draw it up, the guy." He was talking about uh, Nagy for for Chicago. He's like, "He may draw up a great plan with Kansas City, but when he's in the game with the Bears, he can't call plays." And, and he is like Trent Dilfer, "What makes a great offensive coordinator?" And he made the point of like the thing that makes a great offensive coordinator. Is he compared it to like a marriage? He's like in a good marriage. He's like your wife. You she can finish your sentences. You like the same things. You feel emotions about the same things. You have the same thoughts about finances or whatever. And he's like in an offensive coordinator. It's the same thing. When when the offensive coordinator when he calls the play, you're like, oh, he called this play and they're playing too high and I'm gonna we're gonna roast them. He's like, when you have a bad offensive coordinator or a coordinator you're not on the page, you're like, dude, why are you calling empty? They've been blitzing the crap out of us, and I've been hit on three of the last four series. What are you doing? Why are you calling this? And I just think with Sean Payton and Jameis, like, it takes time to build that relationship, and you need you need you need a good game. Like, they need to they need to have a game where Jameis is like twenty one to twenty seven for. Three twenty and four, and it don't matter if it's the Giants. It don't matter if it's you know the red. Well, the Redskins' defense is, is was good last year, but it's bad this year. You know, you just need to build that confidence with it. So I think that's I think that's a great point you make. Um, the thing with the Giants, though, Andrew, that injury report today it is lo- it was long for the Giants. Long.
0: Yeah, it, it was, and and so you know, we, we've been on the other end of that shoe, you know? And so it's good to see another team having to deal with that for a change. (laughs) And surprisingly, (laughs) obviously McCoy and Armstead, they're both out. Um, They they didn't practice. And I think they're both going to be out for this week. So um, offensive line is going to continue to be a revolving door. They do get Will Clapp back. And so here, here's the thing about the saints this week with the injury report. Mm -hmm. And this is, I think the the thing to really watch, because Calvin Throckmorton has not played that bad. I, I would not bench him for the sake of how he's played. I would bench him because I want Ruiz back at right guard. And, and Will Clapp has been playing at center all of training camp. I think that's a more natural uh, adjustment to make. And so it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Do they keep Ruiz at center and stick with Throckmorton at right guard? Or now that Will Clapp is back, do they put him at center and move Ruiz back to right guard. That's going to be kind of the position thing to watch this week.
1: And we'll see about how what what happens with um, what you know. They won't have Armstead, so they'll have Hurst at left tackle. We'll see how that goes. Uh, the thing that I think this game has the potential, the, the, the way this game has the potential to go, is. they looked really, really good against the Giants and were like, oh, Armstead got you know, It's not that big a deal. And then they go to Washington and, and, and the Saints are like a get-right game for Washington's defense. But we'll worry about that next week. I mean, Andrew, they got, they've got to get... To me, they've got to get this game. You, 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 if you want to be a playoff team and you want to continue to win the South for a fifth straight year, maybe you have to be the giants uh you because the saints they aren't going to be in a position i don't think at the end of the year where the last couple of years we've looked at games when we'd be like ah, oh, they went 12 and 4 last year like stupid game against the eagles and maybe it cost a home field and they've had a couple you know a clunker here or there but i just think they're going to be in a dog fight for the playoffs you can't lose to these bad teams like it's I in carolina i don't like,
0: know i don't know man um I think part of it is, is that, but I, honestly, I think it's more they could easily lose this game, beat Washington football team 3-2, and two, and they're still <laughs> on schedule. Because I, I still think it's going to get yeah. a lot better once they get guys back healthy. So I, I, don't, yeah. I, I actually think beating New England on the road has given them a little breathing room, and I would not view losing this game as like sinking them. But I, I just view every win they can get, especially right now, before guys can get back, as a buffer, you know. And so that—that's when I look at this, I'm just like, "Yeah, man, if you could win this in Washington and be four and one, considering what you've been up against, I mean, that's just next level, in my opinion." Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, it's it, it is, and you know, the amazing thing to me is just. They continue to draft well, and I know people say the twenty twenty draft isn't looking that great, but we don't know. Troutman may Troutman's going to be a functional NFL player, I think. Ruiz, I think he's going to be like he's going to be a good. I think he's. Are you sure to be about that? Are you Troutman, sure about Troutman? He'll, he'll be. He's going to be like a blo- He's going to be. He's going play ten years. He's going to be like a, just a blocking tight end. Like that's what. He so
0: like. you're already giving up on his. Re- you're, you're already giving up on him as a receiving tight end.
1: Yeah, I just think he's gonna be like he's gonna be like in that maybe like a like a slightly maybe his ceiling is like slightly better version of Josh Hill. I don't know. Like I I just I don't see a guy like maybe the injury set him back in training camp. So maybe 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 I'm being too harsh. Maybe we got to give him time too. But I, I think Ruiz is gonna be okay. I think he's gonna be he's gonna end up being a decent above average offensive line i think he's gonna be fine but this year's draft andrew i mean basically if a debo is a really good nfl corner that almost gives that that almost is like to me it's like that's a successful draft they did it they you know yeah now you have yeah now you because you've got a debo for four years on the cheap and you got and you locked up Lattimore. suddenly your secondary is looking really good well
0: our our uh App continues to struggle tonight, and Matt Ulrich just requested <laughs> to speak, and I allowed him to come in and speak. But I don't know if you're here, Matt. Can you hear us? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this app tonight. He just requested. I just Matt, just so you know, I don't even see you in the room, but I saw your request to speak, <laughs> so I know I know you're listening to us. I just don't see your face, and I tried to approve you. And it's not letting you in. So,
1: yeah, it gave it. Matt says the the
0: problem persists.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I I, I see the record mechanism in the right hand corner. So, hopefully, it's recording. Um, Yeah, I guess it's just going to be a podcast tonight. I wanted to. I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask Matt because he he he's a tape eater like you. He's been watching those college quarterbacks. I, I wanted. I wanted some, some intel on the college quarterbacks. And by the way, it's going to be a fun weekend. You got LSU Auburn Saturday night at eight o'clock. And LSU. I,
0: I, I'm. I'm. I gotta say, I'm feeling a lot better about the possibilities of LSU winning that game than I was I like
1: two it. weeks ago. I think LSU Auburn gets weird in the nighttime. Either at LSU. Or at Auburn, like they had the fire at Auburn. They had the uh, the earthquake game. They had the the Les Miles game where he his, his clock management was terrible and he threw the touchdown with like two seconds left. Like LSU Auburn is always a great game and it's it's, but at night it gets weird and I think LSU Auburn is going to get weird, so that'll be fun. They have some people I saw on Twitter. They're like, I'm going to LSU Auburn. And I'm turning around and going to Saints-Giants. That LSU-Auburn game kicks off at 8 o'clock at night. So if you're going to LSU-Auburn, you'll be home. But, I mean, that is that is hardcore, Andrew. But I'm excited. I think I think LSU, if you just – to me, if you just adjust your expectations down to, like, they're going to be like a 7, maybe an 8 win team if they get a couple breaks, and you just accept them for that and put all the – should they get rid of Ogeron? Is the program falling apart? If you just put that aside until the off season, I think you can enjoy LSU um, for what they are, maybe. Well, but, I got to uh, tell you
0: this weekend. So I, I'm invited to a wedding and and I generally my, my friends all know I'm a diehard Saints fan. And so I, I generally always give them grief. Anytime I'm invited to a fall wedding, I'm just like. What the hell are you doing to me, man? You know why, why are you doing this to me? So it's kind of understood. Like, don't invite me to a fall wedding. Not only did this dude invite me to a fall wedding, his wedding is on a Sunday, and so I mean, the the first thing I was like, okay, well, what time's the wedding? What time's the Saints game? Because like, if it overlaps, like, I'm out. I, I'm I'm literally not going to his wedding. Uh, but the wedding's at night. Obviously, the Saints are at noon kickoff, one o'clock Eastern. So. I'll be in Charleston and I don't even know if it's going to be like, I'm not going to be at home with my regular setups. So, like, I don't even know if it's going to be on regular cable. I'm going to have to figure out if I need to go to a bar. And, you know, now COVID's a factor and everything. So, like, I'm going to have to navigate you all You don't that, have
1: direct heat. You don't um, have the Sunday ticket. Watch tickets? the Saints game. Get the Sunday ticket on your phone. Oh, yeah. I man. guess
0: I could watch it on my phone. Yeah. I could watch it on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. But, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to be in Charleston. I guess this will be a good time to also let the $10 patrons know that uh, you, I might be 24 hours late on the grades. It might be delayed by a day.
1: Well, and the page, I'm going to the Saints game, and you're in Charleston. So I don't know how we'll do an instant reaction podcast post game. Yeah. Um,
0: Uh, yeah, that's gonna be. Well, uh, I probably won't have to go to the wedding just yet at that point, hopefully. But yeah, yeah, you'll be coming out of the dome, so yeah, that's gonna be an adventure. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen because, or maybe I can get Dave to pinch it. I might bring my computer and we'll see. And I'll do because Thomas. This is inside baseball. Thomas set this thing up on Discord, where it's these two bots, these these little cute little animals, and they will automatically record any call that.
0: Maybe hear. I should just do the post game with Thomas, just the two of us. <laughs> he can be the host. The Polish shows.
1: <laughs> he can be the Polish host, maybe. Or maybe we can. I don't know. We'll 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 try to figure something out. But uh. But uh, my wife, by the way uh is irate because tonight the Astros can clinch the AL West if they win and they are getting housed six to nothing. So hmm. she is uh she's not happy. Um but I wish I want people to to talk to us in the in the room. I, I'm just curious I, I don't f- people want people on 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 social media want to be negative, but or they're saying I'm negative? I'm not negative. They're two and freaking one. They just have some offensive issues, but I, we said on the big show, and I think we said on the Daily Show, I don't look at anything that the Saints have currently, Andrew, as a problem that is unfixable and it will sink them. Now maybe maybe their offense is good good enough to win a Super Bowl, but hell, we've probably thought that in August. Like is is are they good enough on offense? Is Jameis good enough to win a Super Bowl? Eh, probably not. But I don't look at anything on this team as like that will sink them. They're not going to be a playoff team. Like in 2014, 15 and 16, we looked at that defense and we were like, this defense is atrocious. They have Brandon Brown at corner. They can't stop the run. This team is not making the playoffs. And we knew it in October, even, even when they would like rally back to 500, I think deep in our heart, we knew it. I don't feel that way about this team at all. Like, there's no i look at the roster i don't see anything that i'm like that's not fixable every every problem they have on offense it's it's i think it's i think it's fixable i think i still think 10 11 wins is possible
0: oh for sure. well yeah just cuz their defense is look i just keep going back to imagining a world where this defense that we just witnessed against the patriots now look the patriots offensively are, are bad so they're not always going to look this awesome. Like, they, they will face more challenging offenses. The Patriots offensively were not impressive in the least, okay? Mm-hmm. So I think we got to take that a little bit with a grain of salt. But you also have to remember that this defense will have Davenport. Now, obviously, this assumes that no one on the path to getting these guys back gets injured, you know? And that that that's assuming a lot considering yeah. how things have been going. But,
2: mm-hmm.
0: look, in a world where Onyemata – Quan Alexander, Davenport, they all come back and you add them to a defense that's playing the way they are right now. I just can't think of an offense that's going to put up points easily against a unit like that. There's no holes, you know, because they're stopping the run and you can't really beat them with tight ends or running backs because Quan Alexander, Demario Davis, and Malcolm Jenkins cover that up really well. You're a twitchy... Quick slot receiver. The like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's got him locked up pretty good, and now like they're five deep at corner, and and they have maybe the best free safety in the league. So what do you do there? You can't beat him over the top. You can't beat him. Yeah, you know, where do you beat this defense? You know, and and, and we now got, at, we're
1: getting playoff Lattimore.
0: I think that's like the missing. Yeah, yeah, we're getting playoff Lattimore right now. But like yeah. at Onyemata, we're now all of a sudden. Not only are they stopping the run, which they're doing without him, but they're getting consistent pressure up the middle. They're getting explosive ability, you know, push up the middle in the interior. I, I, where do you go offensively? I just I, – pre- I don't want to call it a perfect defense, but this defense used to be so reliant on Cam Jordan to make a play, and the dude's not getting any sacks right now, and it doesn't matter. They're still awesome. So it's like – it's like, it's almost gravy yeah. when Cam Jordan makes a play. It's lanyard, you know, and, and, and that that's how good this defense is. And so I, I would love to see them – now, the offense scares me, obviously, but I would love to just see the defense go up a against Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, any of the top quarterbacks in the league because I believe they could well,
1: stop You're going to get the jo- – you're going to – well, you're going to get it. You're going to get buff. Buffalo's a long way away. It's Thanksgiving. But Buffalo's interesting because Buffalo cannot run the ball, and they don't even try to run the ball mostly. They just chuck it with Josh Allen, and he's amazing. And they added Emmanuel Sanders, and they have a bunch of and they have a bunch of good receivers. So that'll be fun. But, look, I know uh, we can't play sound on this podcast. We'll play it for you Friday. But Sean Payton talked about uh, how they're just, you know, they're not building identity. because Somebody asked him, well, when you're injured, right, is it harder to build an identity as a football team when you're missing a bunch of guys? And Sean Payton was like, we're not building an identity. We are just trying to win these freaking games one at a time. So I get that, like, coaches can't look ahead, Andrew, but I'm telling you. Giants, Washington, at Seattle – uh, that's a ho- I think Seattle, their defense is atrocious. So that, to me, is a really interesting game because you talked about when the Saints play one of these defenses that are really bad. I'll be interested to see how that responds. But that's Seattle. It's important. Yeah. It's really hard. But-
0: I'm with you. Yeah. Um, well, so- Matt, Matt, Matt wanted to uh, – I mean, I, I'm really bummed that the app isn't working properly tonight because I always love hearing what Matt has to share with us. But uh, I did get him to type some stuff in the chat for us, and I wanted to get his thoughts on this matchup against the Giants. He's real confident. He thinks this should be an easy win. Uh, He says that Danny Dimes is a turnover machine, the offensive line is garbage, and Joe Judge is just another failed Belichick (laughs) assistant. Judge is Patricia without the open embarrassment. Um, He says their defense Uh. is a mixed bag. They can get Jameis off the field, but the offense does them no favors. Uh, the defense has to play to their potential. Do not play down to your competition. So the, those are Matt's thoughts. The only thing that concern, uh, you know. The thing of, that concerns me most of of everything, he just, everything he just said. The thing that stands out to me the most, which I've watched them on tape and fully agree with, their offensive line sucks. It is so bad. <laughs> you you want to talk like you want to talk about the Saints' offensive line and how disappointing that's been. The Giants are worse.
1: The the Saints offensive line is a disappointment, and it was horrible against Carolina. It was below average against New England. It was great against Green Bay. The only thing that concerns me about the Giants, and I really wish Matt could join in, but but you said you've watched the game. Daniel Jones, he can run a little bit. Actually, more than a little bit. He can scramble and make plays with his leg. And weirdly, he's very accurate on deep balls, although Jason Garrett doesn't throw the ball deep much at all. So that that's the thing, like their offensive line being so bad. I wonder if the Saints sort of have to dial it back and be more controlled, Andrew. Where you like can't let Danny Dimes get loose on us because that dude will take it forty yards. Like he's a very, he's almost. You don't think of him this way, but he's almost like a
2: running quarterback.
0: Yeah, uh, Matt. Matt looks- <laughs> CK says Matt- Jones
1: is currently their best running back. <laughs> accurate.
0: Accurate. Um. Matt, you're now showing as in the chat, so I think you can speak if you unmute yourself. It says you're muted, so I I actually see you now, which is an improvement. Uh, But if you unmute yourself, I think you should be able to speak, but he he says he sees nothing. Okay,
1: never mind. He says he sees nothing. Well, there you go. I'm telling you, this app has a mind of its own tonight. The green room is the Andres Pete of apps. Um. (laughs) (laughs) that's harsh criticism it is harsh it's frustrating because the thing is the thing that makes the green room fun for me and you is i like to interact i like to hear from matt we got the same crew your dad you know they we like to talk to him and and on the the live stream as great a job as thomas has done we haven't figured out how to like interact with people where they can just hop on like a call and show. So that's why we like the Spotify green room app because people can interact with us. And, uh, tonight it's not working so well, but, um, I'm just excited, Andrew, because I, I just, you know, you look at this St. Schedule, man. I, I, I thought this schedule and look, it may, you never know. It may, it may turn out different, but they got the AFC East and the NFC East, and both of those divisions are garbage. I'm sorry, like da- Dallas is going to be a really, really hard game, but the rest of it, it's 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 trash, in my opinion. You know, there's Matt. Yeah, I think he, I think he's what Matt. Can you join us? Unmute yourself. <laughs> No <sighs> uh, I He can't, says he can't. Can't. but so I mean funny. Andrew, like honestly if you if you would be, if, if, if also if, Thomas if, I, I I tried to
0: invite him, but it says it rejected his ex- anyway, <laughs> keep going
1: this <laughs> <laughs> is just a say, disaster <laughs> if, if if me and you if after week one of the NFL season if the NFL came to me and you and said, look, you can pick the two divisions you want the saints to play. I think you would pick. Hmm. The, would you pick, you might pick the, a, you, you, I think you would definitely pick the NFC East. You would keep there. The AFC yeah. East, you might not pick cause you're like Buffalo's really good. You might pick the AFC South. Yeah. But the jets are such a gift. And yeah. she was injured. Yeah. I think I would so, stand
0: I would stand Pat.
1: I mean so so you're because I mean, look you're like looking, no matter
0: no matter what two position no, no matter what two divisions you pick, you're gonna have to play at least one good team. I mean that's a given. At least, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I would pick but the I two think, we got.
1: You know, and look, they put the tight – I mean the Jets the, the Jets
0: is a the Jets is a forfeit. That is a freaking
1: <laughs> forfeit on the schedule. <laughs> the Jets? I don't know how many of you listen to like talk radio still, um, but I, I still I don't know. I, I used to like uh Greeny and Golick in the morning. I was sad that they like broke up and and Mike Golick went to do the morning show get up for ESPN. But he does a podcast now, Greeny, in the morning. I listen to his podcast. I listen to him. I listen I still like Jason Smith. He's on Fox now, but he uh they're both like lunatic jet fans and along with Stu Gotts from the Labrador show and Andrew, they are as broken as I have ever heard them. And the jets have been bad forever. And I've been listening to those shows for a decade for each of them, at least. And jet fans are as broken and as despondent as I've ever heard them. Like they're like, we are and they're seeing Sam Darnold be good in Carolina. Like they're just a broken, they're a broken fan base, a broken team. Like they're horrible. Like the Jets are. Like it's, 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 it's bad. So um, I just look at I look at the Saints. The only thing I, that concerns me, Andrew, is the NFC. It might be really good. Like you've got, in in a sense of you've got Dallas, you have got Green Bay, you got the Rams. Arizona, San Francisco and then you got the Saints Tampa and Carolina so you got eight teams for seven spots I don't know that nine and eight is going to do it in the NFC for you you know
0: yeah I'm with you yeah I think it's ten and seven might not get you in even
2: yeah
1: like like, uh, because I look at that I look at the AFC, and I think I think in the AFC, nine and eight will get you in. You know, but uh, but we'll see. You think it, so? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like because in the in the AFC East, you're gonna have Buffalo. No one else is is gonna make it. In the AFC South, you're gonna have. I think you're gonna have. Um, you're gonna have Cleveland. Uh, the AFC South is only gonna have one team. That's three, and then in the AFC. You'll have well that's no, you you might have a point because right now you got the, the three you got Denver and the Raiders undefeated. You're, you might be right. It might be it might be one of those years where both NFC and the AFC it takes ten to get in. Ten wins to get yeah. in, you know.
0: That's kind of like, what I'm thinking. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like last year, you know, the Bears got in. They And there in,
0: there might be a there might be a ten and seventeen that doesn't get in. Would there be yeah, based um, on tiebreakers or whatever?
1: Would there be an eleven win? They haven't had what, they haven't had that in a while. An eleven win. I game. think eleven get eleven
0: gets you in for sure, just because now you're at seventeen games. You know. Yeah, maybe. Although I guess I'm eleven wins think... assumes one more loss, right? So eleven yeah, wins doesn't so carry as much weight. Yeah, not, yeah but but you have one six. extra playoff team. I, I I think the extra playoff team. It kind of guarantees that eleven wins pretty much gets you in. Yeah. Automatically.
1: Yeah. Pretty much. It'll be uh. It'll be fun though. I. I I'm I'm incredibly uh, I'm incredibly just. I've sort of like. I'm sort of like like you in, in a sense, Andrew. Of you are always you know you always tell me every week is a different week and 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 it excites you and see how they do it. I've sort of like. Just. I guess because Breeze is gone, like, the bad offense that the Saints have, it frustrates me, but I've just sort of like, okay, the Saints are a defensive team now. Like, they're going to roll with this awesome defense, and they're going to be in rock fights every week, and like, you just got to, like, gear yourself up for the rock fight, you know? And um... Whereas before you'd be frustrated when they go long stretches where they don't score. Now it's just like, yes, yeah, that's, that's the that's the that's the offense. Let's see the defense kick some ass. Maybe we'll get a turnover, whatever. Uh, I think we got Dr. Thomas. Uh, he's in. Thomas, what you got for us tonight? Do we have Anyone that can join us I actually I them. actually see
0: Thomas and Matt right now in there but they're, <laughs> but they're both muted so
2: <laughs> uh,
1: I see Thomas unmuted. Give me a ruby Tom maybe if I give Thomas a ruby he'll um will be able to talk no
0: well, Guess Thomas not. did tell me that his his uh view on Armstead is that he's looking at three to four weeks. You know, two, two kind of best case scenario based on the injury that he saw to the elbow. Uh, I won't presume to make medical jargon talk here or even try to pretend that I have any idea what his injury is or, what, you know, what, what the medical mm-hmm. diagnosis is. But that was what he told me, two to four weeks, uh, probably three as the median. So uh, I think we need to expect that. And by the way, similar injury to Quan Alexander. So I think, you know, hopefully – and next week is going to be really interesting, by the way, because Davenport, Lutz, uh, Quan Alexander, those guys are all going to be back. I I was hoping – or at least eligible to come back. I don't know that they'll be able to come back as quickly as three weeks. It's just the IR now, you know, the way it's set up is you can get them back as soon as three weeks. But if their injury is four weeks, five weeks, then – uh, you kind of have to sit on them and wait, but uh, they are eligible to return. In fact, Lutz is eligible to return this week, as is Traquan Smith, uh, as is Nick Vinette. And so I was kind of hoping that we would see some of these guys. But so far, Will Clapp has been the only one activated.
1: You know, I was trying to think, and I wrote a column. It'll be my WWL column tomorrow. Uh, that I've really enjoyed Sean Payton morphing into a combination of Jim Mora, Carl Smith, and Bum Phillips. I think he starts he needs to start wearing jeans and a cowboy hat on the sideline. And I think the most fun scenario, Andrew, is Jameis throws even less yeah, sure. passes against the Giants and they keep on winning. Like he goes from like <laughs> 25 passes. Like twenty, no, what, what and if then they go
0: like uh, the the Jimmy Garoppolo playoff game, the 49ers, yeah, I want where that, he threw like seven, want, seven passes.
1: Yeah, I want that like back to back weeks against the Giants in Washington. I want the Saints four and one, and then they go to Seattle on a Monday night, and I want to read, I want to read a Bill Barnwell three thousand word column about how the Saints are a fraud. And they're all, all their scoring is because of their defense putting them in ad, uh, advantageous positions. And they have this, they have this new stat of like points versus expected points. And it's like, um, if you score more points because you're lucky. And the Saints were off the chart. And that was before New England. <laughs> so they got two, they had the pick six and they had the, um, the uh the, the other interception, right? The PJ issues. Williams half, return
0: to the eight, yeah. yeah.
1: So I had half the points were off interception. And I think of like advanced statistics in football, it's I, I like some of it. I think it's good. It's always good that you're thinking about something about but but the guy's explanation for it, I did not like it at all. Because he was talking to the Saints fans and he's like, listen, those fourth down play the the fourth down play against Green Bay and the fourth down touchdown, like that's luck and that's I'm like, no, no, no. You can't say that 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 draw that that those fourth down plays were luck. If you want to say like a turnover and you get it first and goal at the eight, you want to say that is lucky, okay. But you can't say because the Saints convert a fourth down against Green Bay when they pants Lafleur that. That's somehow luck and that's unexpected points. Like I, 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 I didn't agree with his I didn't agree with his formula uh, after two weeks at all, but the, the third week with New England, I, I think it'll be off the chart. but I enjoy, I enjoy it. I, I, the Saints making the analytics nerds head explode, it's fun. and, and if they would run the mo- run the ball more, throw the ball less, and more Taysom, them if they can get to Seattle four and one. Oh my god, Andrew. Well,
0: I was going to say that this offense is full Carl Smith. I feel like I'm back <laughs> in the 90s. I'm back to watching the Saints 3 yards in a cloud of dust running the football, you know, throwing right. on very rare occasion and when they do it's usually like a 7-yard pass. Yeah, that was the Bobby Hebert offense of The only difference I'll role. say The only difference, the only difference is the kicker can't make anything. And so they go for it on fourth down. That's the only difference.
1: No, I I would say the the only difference is in that drive against the Patriots where it was like third and seven and they threw it to Deontay Harris to convert one of the first downs. Carl Smith never would have done that. It would have been Camaro off tackle. It would have been Camaro off tackle. But I guess
0: the, and Matt Matt just said this in the Matt just said this in the chat. Third and eight, let's run for six yards. That was the Carl Smith offense. And <laughs> I feel like. How how many running plays has Sean Payton called on third down this year? It's shocking.
1: They were, the Saints are fifth in rushing attempts. Um, they're ninth. They're only ninth in yards, and they don't even average four yards a carry. They average three point eight a carry. Here's my, here's a, not great, it's, Bob. It's not great. They're they're grinding their opponents uh, into the dirt three and a half yards in time. If
0: you take away the quarterback runs that Jameis and Taysom had, I would guess the yards per carrier are much
2: worse.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, but here's my, here's my final question, and then we get out of here. Um, Deontay Harris has been really good for the Saints. He had the 55-yard catch against Green Bay. He had three catches against New England and four targets. I know he's tight. And look, you you know this, Andrew. I've been the guy of I love Deontay Harris, but he's super tiny. I don't think he's the he returns can have been out. great. He I he leads the league in
0: yards him. per punt return right now.
1: Yeah, nineteen. My question to you is he's their most dynamic receiver they got, I think, right now. How much do you use him knowing that like he's five whatever, hundred and seventy pounds? Like how, how, if you're Sean Payton, how much do you go to that well?
0: I, I think you're thinking about this wrong. I, I think it's they need to use him more. They're not using him enough. I, I think for a while there, there was kind of this exploration period of like, what do we have at receiver? Can Chris Hogan give us a little bit? Can Lil Jordan give us a little bit? Can no. you know they, they, were no. te- they were trying to they were trying to test Ty Montgomery. I mean, they, they tried to run the same play twice to Ty Montgomery in different games where they were inside in the red zone, inside the 10, and they'd run a play-action play, and you know, he would cut across, and it was kind of the dump-off, and they'd get him one-on-one with the defensive back, and the idea here is that Ty Montgomery has been a running back, so maybe he can run over the corner and get into the end zone, and both times he failed. You know, so that, that play didn't really work. Um, and, and I like that as a red zone idea. I think the, the whole thinking behind that play, which they've now tried twice is time. Montgomery's a running back. So like you get that matchup one-on-one and, and maybe he can run the guy over and and he hasn't been able to. So that's been disappointing to see, you know, I think to this point, at least Montgomery could have given you that, but that really hasn't happened. You know, Alvin Kamara's averaging 3.4 yards per carry. So, he, he hasn't been great. Tony Jones hasn't really been trusted yet. And so Alvin Kamara leads the team with 10 receptions. Uh, Callaway has seven. Deontay has six. You know, and that's through three games. Mm-hmm. That, that's basically what the offense is. So I actually think you kind of keep it tighter. Like, it's become clear. Like, they've tried to test things out with Troutman. That's not really happening. They've tried to test things out with some of these other guys I just named. I actually think you double down on Callaway and you double down on Harris. Those are the guys that have made some plays. Uh, I know Callaway hasn't been great, but like we saw in the preseason that he is capable. Um, And so I think when you talk about the offense having an identity, to me, Harris and Callaway are the guys that have shown they can make plays. And I don't know if they can make them consistently, but I think that's where the ball needs to go. And where I think Jameis maybe needs to be a little bit more in – when I mean, talk about Drew and just how relentless he was going after Michael Thomas. I think that's got to be where he wants to go with the ball every time. And sure, you know, if it's, if it's completely bottled up and it's not there, then maybe you look up. But, like, I think he needs to be a little bit more aggressive maybe about his chemistry with those guys. And if the coverage is pretty tight, the receivers have to understand this is where I'm putting the ball and I expect you to go get it. And I'm not going to put it in a place where it can be intercepted, but I'm going to trust you where I'm going to put the ball on a tight window and you should expect me to go there with the ball and you should go get it. And I think that it's got to be – that. That's right now the offense, like how it's going to progress until Michael Thomas comes back, is it's really – to me it's those two guys. It's Deontay and it's Callaway. And it's like the ball's going to be out. I'm coming to you. So make the player don't, but this is what we're doing. This is our identity.
1: Uh, I think, and you can, you can say you want to change your score or whatever, but I think come Sunday night, uh, the saints, Tampa and Carolina are all going to be three and one. I think Dallas is going to be Carolina. And I think Tom Brady is going to draw and quarter the Patriots in a way that is uncomfortable for America to watch. Tom Brady wants to stick it to the Patriots so bad. They may score 50 on New England. Like, they'll score yeah. until the clock hits. You know Tom Brady wants to stick it to them. And you know yeah. Bruce Brady,
0: Brady, Brady is going to try to throw for eight touchdown pass. Isn't the record seven? Yeah.
1: They're,
0: they're going to try to get I mean, him eight touchdown passes in this game. You bet
1: your ass. You, you know,
2: yeah. So they'll I, throw I think four it's times
0: a- from the one-yard line if they have to. Um, <laughs> You know, CK, CK Ambrose mentioned uh, getting Stills more involved. Uh, I'm on board with you there too, CK. I think less Montgomery, less Little Jordan, less Hogan, more Kenny Stills. I mean, at this point, another another. It's clear that
1: it's clear that they know, like that, Kenny Stills. And I was going to say, I was going to say, Sean Payton said yeah. exactly that today. He's like, Kenny Stills is really smart. He took it about three days to get the offense back up to speed, and they really like what he can offer them, and they. And uh, I think he's going to play more. Like, he, ain't, he already had one. Like, the thing is, Kenny Stills, you can say whatever you want about him. He has a track record of success in the NFL that the other receivers the Saints currently have on their roster do not.
0: Yeah, and you can he's tell gone. he can still run. You can tell he's still yeah. got the field stretching. He's still got their route running. So I don't know why he wasn't on the NFL team when the Saints picked him up. But it, he, it's still there. He's still got the talent. So, yeah, no, he he's a guy that you got to incorporate. And I think those three guys are really – and forget tight end. I mean, maybe Jawan Johnson gets open and maybe you try to incorporate him a little bit. But, like, you can forget Troutman right I now. Caught he like to, I caught him. He's going to go – I caught him on both dog. of my he feet. He's a lost sheepdog at tight end right now.
1: <laughs> I caught – Johnson on both of my fantasy teams so pick him up he's going to go for four catches 75 yards and a touchdown book it against the Giants I washed the Marlboro fantasy stink off of him um, so guys thanks for joining us we apologize for the Spotify green room app issues it, it was trash pile tonight but it's not usually hey, uh,
0: it, it took me so much effort to get on you're lucky you got both of us because I, I had to right. try
1: like <laughs> We were like like
0: seven times.
1: We were like one more Andrew attempt to get on the Spotify Green Room to not doing the Spotify Green Room and just doing it uh, on Discord regularly. But guys, thanks for joining us. Support the podcast, and if you're on Twitter and you're listening to this, share Thomas's Jameis touchdown pass that he set to Drake's God's Plan. Uh, we're really proud of it, and it has like twenty thousand views. We want to get it as far and it's spread as far and wide as we can because we think fans will like it. So if you're on Twitter, if you're on Facebook, share that for us. We appreciate it. But uh, support the show. We appreciate all you guys. Thanks, and we will see you again tomorrow.